Hello, welcome to the show. I'm Jeff. I'm the host of it. I hope that you're all having a good new year out there in the future when you're hearing this. I hope I'm also having a good year, but you know, I, I don't <laughs> listen to this show. So we're talking about a story on this episode from the No Sleep subreddit and podcast. Uh, the user is I'm Alex and Stuff. The story was posted Thursday, August 14th, 2014. And the clickbait title, which is against the rules now on No Sleep, is If you're ever in Tennessee, don't make eye contact with the mannequins. Uh, I, I like to reword these. Uh, <laughs> I made eye contact with a mannequin in Tennessee, and you won't believe what happened next. Uh, <laughs> with me to talk about it, returning from last week and previous weeks, is Brittany Miller. Hello! Uh, Brittany, tell us what happens in this story, basically. Okay. Yes, I... Okay, this story... I never get creeped out by stories. I wanted to nope out of this story on <laughs> multiple occasions. Like, every paragraph, it was terrifying. Yeah, I had to actually read um, this one because it was only on a paid episode of the podcast. Oh, my. Um, and, and it should be. I mean, it's a great story. So, um... Two brothers go out and they go walking every morning as their routine. And one day they walk by, I think it's like a shed or something, some building. And they hear, oh my gosh, how did they describe it? They heard a crying out for help, but sounded like a whisper. Um, it sounded like this person, whoever it was, was in excruciating pain. Um, and they just needed help, but it didn't sound super loud. So one of the brothers goes, the brother of the main character goes down and checks it out. I don't know why he did that before calling the police. People <laughs> always do that. Doesn't make any sense, but he did it. Yeah, they split up. Um, they were like, let's split up. I'll go far away to get the police and you go into the yeah. place all alone. Come on. Yes. Yeah. All by yourself. <laughs> um, and so they split up. Um, the main character comes back after going home, calling the police, talking to his wife, and sees the brother surrounded by the cops, and his face is just pale white, expressionless, um, like he's seen a ghost. Um, so later he talks to his brother, and he's like, you know, what did you see? And he said he went down there in the shed and saw a mannequin. Um, and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I can't remember what the exact lingo was, and I don't want to rifle through my papers, but, um, the, there was a note, was it written on the wall? Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know if it was scratched into the wall or written in blood or something that said, don't make eye contact. Yes, yeah, don't make eye contact. Um, and of course, the brother made eye contact. Um, and so they kind of didn't speak for the next three days, the brothers. Um, and the brother was just like completely horrified. He was just a completely different person after that experience. Um, and then the brother calls the main character and is terrified because he thinks that this mannequin has been following him for the past three days. Um, it's almost kind of like a weeping angel situation for any Doctor Who fans out there. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know if he he's like, I think the mannequin does move. Yeah, I think it does. Like, I don't, I don't think it was like a stationary, like you look away and it's in the same position type thing. Because they talked about the yeah. footsteps, like the plastic footstep sound. Right. Um, it did remind me of a but, different episode of Doctor Who, the uh, first episode of the revival Rose, where uh, yes. mannequins in the mall come to life and terrorize yeah, Oh, yeah. I forgot about that episode. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, so yeah, so he had this feeling the past three days that he was being watched and followed by this mannequin. Um, um, I don't know if I'm getting the order right, but so while he's on the phone with his brother, um, he, his brother stops talking suddenly. He's he's like, like, I heard a noise. like, there's something at the door. Uh, well, they're, they're talking like, go lock the back door and go upstairs. And he's like, okay, I did it. And then he's like, I heard the back door open. And he's like, no, it's a trick because you locked the back door. Right. Um... And uh, he, uh, it's so creepy. Yeah, yeah, he he does. He goes downstairs to check, and he's still on the phone. And he's like, "The back door is still closed. There's muddy footprints up to the back door, but the thing's not there anymore." He's like, "Oh, but are there muddy footprints away from the door?" And then the brother's like, "I don't," and uh, like it cuts off. The phone cuts off. Yeah, and (laughs) that is when the brother is missing for like forever. Yes, just gone for good. Just goes missing. Um, And was it the main character who? went to that place um, or went to his place somebody I, I can't remember what part in the story but they went to where the mannequin was and it was like peeking through the cracks looking at them yeah he was that he, the main character goes back to the place and he sees the warning and then he sees the mannequin again yes Ugh, that's so creepy <laughs> yeah it, it's mannequins are definitely creepy I'm um, looking now it's like the third to last paragraph that he sees the uh, mannequin again, but he goes to look where the brother said the mannequin was, and it's not there, and he hears the little yes. plastic footsteps. Um, and then he gets to uh, sort of the the entryway room again, and the uh, the mannequin shows up there, and, yes. and it does a wide sadistic smile. <laughs> Uh, and the main character, this was an interesting thing, smiles back at it. Right. I didn't know how to interpret that. How did you interpret it? Well, the issue with so many of these stories, this one included, is that the bulk of it is retelling what someone else has told you happened to them. And so, yes. like, did this happen to the brother? We don't know, because the brother isn't the one writing the post. Right, right. So it's kind of weird. It's like, I I enjoyed it. Um, It was just like... We don't know what happens, and it almost seems like the mirrored smile is something that was just kind of thrown in to be creepier. That, uh, right. that took me out of it. That's true. I, I, I didn't know what to think of it. I didn't know if it affected him in some sort of negative way, or if something was going to happen to him, or like in the Reddit comments, people thought like the smile was like, okay, I'm ready to kick this mannequin's ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many ways to interpret this. Yeah, that's weird. I hadn't considered that. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's got a, it's got a double, double Doctor Who with not only the plastic mannequins, but the message on the wall, don't make eye contact, very much don't blink. 
I guess I my guess is that we were supposed to sort of be wondering what happens when you make eye contact and then we discover that it you know infects your brain in some way mm-hmm, right right um, but I wasn't wondering what happens when you make eye contact I was like oh the brother made eye contact so it started following him and that was yeah that was the only thought I gave to it right but what happens after yeah like like did, they're did, caught did the mannequin steal him away uh, yeah does is he inside the mannequin or, you know, is he the mannequin now? Yeah, it's got spooky imagery, but it ultimately kind of leads nowhere. Right, right. Uh, yeah, there were like a couple of lines just all throughout that terrified me. I don't know if you saw my Twitter post. Yeah. I just like n- wrote nope all over this story because I, I don't like things that are looking at you when you're not aware of it. Yeah. I don't like things that like are following you and you're not aware of it. So that kind of thing really freaks me out. Yeah, the um the episode art for season five, episode three of the No Sleep podcast where this story appears is a picture of the mannequin peeking around a corner. Um <laughs> which is pretty good. But yeah it's like I almost wish... Do you remember that horror movie that came out a few years ago called The Boy about this family that takes care of this creepy porcelain doll as if it's their son? No. Uh, Ew, no. uh, I didn't see it. It's apparently not very good. But it's (laughs) it's a very spooky idea of just like... It's not moving, and it's not alive, but you think it is, and that's where the horror comes from. Yeah. Which is sort of... And that's... That's sort of where the Weeping Angels derive their spookiness, is you never see them move, and then in the later episodes, when you do see them move, they're not scary. Yes, yes. Uh, And this this story, by having a moving... Like, mannequin. Scary. Dark, abandoned building of some kind of weird construction and geography. Okay. Right. Sure, scary. But then screams of like excruciating pain, yeah, that sound like they're far away. That's scary. Yeah, that was the, right. That was the thing that is probably important to say is the screams the main character heard when he went back to investigate were his brothers, but yes, that yes. isn't followed up on at all. Yeah, I don't think he mentions that the um that the mannequin looks like his brother or anything like that. It's just like what <laughs> what what that's. Yeah, yeah, so that's true. Who's screaming? Is it the mannequin? Did something happen to his brother and his brother is elsewhere? Uh, yeah, there are a lot of questions. Yeah, I, I mean, my guess is that this is some kind of creature that mimics uh, sounds that it hears or something like that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, that is... If you introduce a mystery like that, you have to give a solution to it. You have to be like, the brother w- was inside the mannequin, or I the sound was coming from the mannequin, and I don't know what happened to my brother. Something. Yes. But it was just like, I mean, I guess we do know the sound was coming from the mannequin, but it, it's like, we get that same mystery twice, and we don't get any more resolution as to why the mannequin is making that sound, or what it does True. to us 
quote unquote. We learn nothing more about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a scene in the movie Annihilation where a creature mimics human sounds, and then when the creature is revealed, it's very creepy because you're like, what is making those sounds? And then you see it and you like understand why it's making those sounds in the context of the story, and it's very effective horror. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the more effective horror of recent years, I would say, even though overall that movie is... I mean, it's good. It's just, like, not very terrifying. It just has, like, one right. one big horror scene and some little bits of body horror sprinkled throughout, but uh, mm-hmm. probably more akin to Aliens than Alien. Um, anyway, it's, it's just... I wanted more from this mannequin story. Yeah, so did I. I wanted to know... Why the smile at the end? I wanted to know what happened to his brother. I wanted to know what what is the screaming about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are so many parts that creep me out, but I I was I did I did want some more answers. Yeah, similar to how the last story uh, like did very little and then didn't go farther, and that was effective. This is the opposite. It did very it yes, did, it did very little, <laughs> but it needed to give us a little more. I think. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, do you have a spookiest part of this story, though? You said that you found a lot of it very yes, very scary. a lot of spooky parts. Um, oh my gosh, I'm, I'll just go through. My my notes next to each thing that says in capital letters nope um, <laughs> yeah, <go for> it. <laughs> um so of course the the part that i keep talking about is when they were hearing the screaming but it sounded like it was far away that scared me um and the uh when they were there and they saw the mannequin looking um in the crack between the makeshift door they saw their eyes and the wide smile. I was like, no, 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 no. That's no, can't do it. Um, And then just the fact that the brother had that feeling that the mannequin was following him for those past three days and didn't, wasn't really sure, didn't really know, but just had this feeling like something was wrong. Ooh, that I don't like that either. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think that the story could have been more effective if it was from the brother's perspective. Yes, you're right. But the constraint of the medium of no sleep is that like, for the most part, like there are some stories, of course, that, you know, break the rule a little bit. But for the most part, these are first person narratives that you are posting to Reddit, like, hey, this weird, scary thing happened to me. Mm -hmm, And that would, would you'd lose that with the, uh, I guess, another, a part two, where we get a little bit of the main character being followed around like the brother was. Uh, that could have been effective. That would be cool. I also, yeah. I also liked that it was short. Uh, we, yeah, we, <laughs> that was nice. We had this one and last week's were pretty short. And then, uh, we were going to cover another one. And then I discovered that it was novel length. <laughs> Um, which the person who recommended it said it was novel length, and I'm like, mm, surely they're exaggerating. And then I found the audio version, and it was like six hours long, and I'm like, that is the same length as my audiobook of Kurt Vonnegut's Breakfast of Champions, so wow, it is literally novel length. Yeah, I don't think I would have had time to listen to that. <laughs> I wouldn't have either. I'm very, very busy this, this week. This is sort of my last uh, week and a half of of freedom before I become super busy in the fall. So hopefully this episode uh-huh. will be edited and scheduled by then. Um, anyway, uh, is that? do we have any other thoughts? for? Oh, I didn't give my spookiest part of the mannequins. Yeah, what's your spookiest? Uh, I like when they sort of just encounter this building in the beginning, and it's this sort of run-down 
what's it called, retail business section of the town that mm. just has like these rundown stores, and just one of them is a is a gray stone shack with a ply with plywood op- over the doorway, and I think that's mm-hmm. that, I mean that's the one we interact with, but I think that's uh you know that's effective, that's good. I like I I, yes. I think that the uh, urban exploration no sleep genre uh, is surprisingly not as uh, prevalent as I would expect because a lot of people, you know, do that sort of thing and it's very spooky. And you also have stuff like Five Nights at Freddy's, which makes the uh, terror of the mundane more popular. Uh, Right. It's the relatable thing. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, I've been in a place like that. This is a scary version. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised there's not a no sleep. Uh, Well, there probably is. There's a lot of these stories. There's 12 and a half million subscribers and it's been around for a long time. Uh, wow. But uh, I think that, uh, you know, you could probably get some pretty effective horror at someone going into an abandoned mall, for example. Right. Uh, and this, I thought, was going to go there. And then they're just like, that's some kind of weird shack. I'm like, come on, give us... <laughs> Let me go in it before calling the police. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I thought, you know, just that sort of, we walk by these abandoned buildings every day and they contain something horrible was pretty scary. Right. Yeah. That we didn't know has been there all along. And exactly. They've been walking walking by this thing every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess an actual scary moment rather than something I wish it had done differently to be scary would be the um, <laughs> muddy footprints leading up to the door but not leading away. Ooh. That was pretty good. That was a good one. Yeah, that was. Yep. Uh, any final thoughts before we move into plugs? Um, there, there was one funny part I, <laughs> I liked. Um, do you remember when, like, all of a sudden, the brother was on the phone, and he was like, hurry up, you know, I'm freaking out. He was sobbing, and he's like, I don't know what to do, come over here. And then, like, all of a sudden, he gains this confidence, and he's like, I have a shotgun, it's a fucking mannequin, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really funny. And then they even, they even said, like, I don't know where he got this confidence from but yeah blah 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 I wish it had um <laughs> I wish it had been like if like the author had hung a lantern on it a little more to be like this to be like the mannequin is messing with his emotions to get him, but yes. it didn't. It, I guess that might have been what they were going for, but it is left ambiguous, and I think that right that makes the impact a little less effective. Yeah, he was like sobbing uncontrollably just like a couple seconds before, and then he was like, "I have a shotgun. Yeah, um, I'm fine." It, yeah, and the only place where this is addressed as unusual is the next sentence. I don't know where he suddenly found this confidence, but I didn't have this plan. Uh, right. <laughs> like, immediately undercuts it by being like, this is his plan. Uh, no. Yes. I think it should have been like, I don't know where he suddenly found this confidence, and I was worried uh, because he doesn't have a shotgun or something like that. Yes, yeah. Like, <laughs> give us some kind of hint that, you know, the mannequin is making this mood happen. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I agree. Uh, anyway, that is all for if you're ever in Tennessee, don't make eye contact with the mannequins. Brittany, where can the people reach you online? You can find me on Twitter at 
B-L-Y-N-N-E Miller. And that's pretty much it. I don't really do much online. Cool. You can find me on Snapchat and Instagram, JeffJK, or Mastodon.cloud slash at JK, which is probably going to be my primary uh, social media after the most recent terms of use changes on Twitter uh, are sort of leading to a mass exodus, and lots of people are getting permabanned for stuff. Uh, I saw a pretty fun... I, I saw a post going around Mastodon of this guy who decided to uh, destroy his Twitter account by um, making a thread of posts to senators and he posted a photo of his balls to every senator. <laughs> that is the way he got intentionally you know, removed awesome. from the platform forever. Uh, and that's pretty... What a way to go. That's pretty funny to me. Um, but, you know, there's worse things to do uh, on Twitter, I think. Anyway, uh, what am I saying? <laughs> no, that uh, like that is a fun way to get banned, I think. It's better than just like tweeting, hey, don't be a turf, and then some turf reports you and you get banned. Right. Yeah, you have to go out in a blaze of glory. Exactly. That's the phrase. You got it. Uh, that's all for this episode. Oh, I guess I should plug Patreon and the Facebook group. Patreon.com slash JFJK. One dollar a month gets you digital rewards. Creepypots the fan group on Facebook. And WeaponizedLanguage.com for more episodes of this show and my other podcasts, as well as some stories I've written. So there's some recipes, at least one video game review uh, by other different people. It's mostly just the podcasts, though. Uh, I think there's links to other stuff I've made. Um, I don't know if I will have had time to write an episode of Frank Ecto Ghost Detective. Probably not. I have one recorded that I have to edit, but I don't know if I'll have the time to do that before I get super busy. So, you know, maybe that will be up now. Uh, maybe that will have been up for a while, or maybe it will <laughs> be going up soon, because I think December and January are a little easier for me. Uh, You're a busy guy. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to be. I'm not right now, but I watched as the expressionless face turned into a wide, sadistic smile. I watched as mine did, too. Ooh.